This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. Today's market news featured weekly export sales, but the focus of chatter is on the Russian-Ukraine risk. President Biden broke the all-time record for length in presidential press conferences yesterday, answering a myriad of questions that went on for two hours. We zeroed in on what Biden said about Putin actually invading Ukraine because the commodity world clearly believes that risk is rising and will surely disrupt global grain trade since both Russia and Ukraine are major producers and exporters of wheat and corn. Biden came right out and predicted that he thought Russia would make a move on Ukraine, saying Russia would pay dearly for a full-scale invasion, but suggested there could be a lower cost for a minor incursion. He said it was vital that every NATO member, all 30 of them, be on the same page in whatever we do there, even though several, most notable France and Germany, have already made it clear they oppose Ukraine's request to join, and Putin has made it clear that that's his line in the sand for an invasion. Critics pounced on both of those statements as almost an invitation to Putin to make his move quickly. The threat of sanctions on Russian wheat exports don't bother him much because he's already slowed exports with stiff tariffs to essentially slow outflow and curb rising unrest among Russians themselves over soaring food costs, particularly their staple bread. The idea that he might have actually encouraged incursion started spreading like a wildfire in post-conference coverage across the media spectrum, and the White House moved quickly to put it out. Within an hour, Press Secretary Jen Psaki offered clarification by telling reporters sternly and bluntly if any Russian military forces move across the Ukrainian border, that's a renewed invasion, and it will be met with a swift, severe, and united response from the United States and our allies. The most important perspective from our view is that prices were already oversold to begin with and funds itchy to start taking profits. Yesterday, commercial buyers who'd been waiting jumped in. In other words, fundamentals and seasonal support stronger prices anyway, even without the Russia-Ukraine drama. That tells us the upside potential outweighs downside risk. If the production levels in South America continue to trend lower like top analytical firms down there keep saying they will, even setbacks with the sharp rally thus far this week will be seen as buying opportunities. China's pig population has recovered to a six-year high as they finally more than recovered from that African swine fever outbreak that cut their herd by a third in 2019. The country now has 449 million hogs, according to their National Bureau of Statistics, more than the U.S. and Brazilian herds combined. While the growth in pig numbers has pushed down prices of China's most popular source of protein, they are forecast to rebound later this year as former levels of demand return as well. Rising prices alone won't guarantee a return to rising imports, particularly from the U.S., On January 1st, China announced plans to cut back on pork imports to boost hog domestic prices by raising tariffs on pork imports from 8 to 12 percent, even for those nations carrying their most favored nation status. To the contrary, most U.S. pork shipments to China face a 25 percent retaliatory tariff imposed during the Trump administration that remain in place under Biden. According to the Global Farm Network, 
we are about to embark on a massive food experiment. Since the year 2000, we've boosted production of the planet's primary crops by 50%. Meat production has risen nearly as much, and the production of vegetable oils has more than doubled, according to the Food and Ag Organization of the United Nations. However, they say one essential but often overlooked ingredient is nitrogen fertilizer. For decades, farmers have had easy access to it, especially in the developed world. They now warn that in 2022, for the first time in memory, farmers worldwide are looking to reduce their reliance on fertilizer. Their conclusion, we're almost certainly going to use less of it, and with that comes risk of lower yields. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.